welcome to a second episode of the podcast today. We're going to miss one tomorrow. Uh, I have some presentations to do with my friend Jen Wakefield with the Lucas County Suicide Prevention Coalition. So we'll be over at Springfield in the morning. Then we're doing the show, the radio show live for the fifth birthday of Blaze Pizza on Central. Um, it'll be nice to be back there because, God, six, six, seven years or so ago, when that uh, that little shopping strip right there first opened up, uh, the old show and station, we did a big grand opening for Piata. Now headed back there for the fifth birthday of Blaze. They'll be doing free pizza from two to seven. I'll have some tickets to give away for the house tours at the Old West End Festival. So no pod tomorrow. So you get two today. And we're going to have my friend Mary Bill, you the food editor of The Blade, on later on this week as well. And there's still some things rattling, ra- rattling around in my brain that I'm trying to get out uh, that won't sound uh, too filled with hubris. So I want to polish that up before we share it. Nothing, nothing of this moment. It's evergreen kind of stuff. Although I'll say this. Um, even with uh, Chief Crawl's statement and TPD saying we will uh, we will find who these people were who did that in that Hill and Reynolds intersection the other night, I, I, it was expected, and I understand. Um, I'll speak for Alex here, but I don't think either of us would change our feelings about yesterday. We both admitted um, it was it was unsafe and dangerous, and people could have gotten hurt. Um, thankfully, no one did. Uh, but great, now let's take it a step further and and. Let's let's organize it. Let's make it a community event, a community policing event. Get some food trucks, raise some money for some causes. Like let's bring some people who we would never think would work together or want to be a part of something. Let's bring them together because nothing else seems to be working at this point in time. So again, I don't think Alex and I would retract any of our thoughts, feelings, or statements from yesterday about what happened over the weekend. With I think they called it the hide and slide. No. No, you should not hide your trash or your recycling bin. You're going to learn a lot about correctly doing both, mostly recycling. Uh, I like to call him a friend. He's a really good guy. Met him a couple of years ago at Jeep Fest. Adam Cassie from Keep Toledo, Lucas County, beautiful, to the podcast to talk about some of the things they've got going on. It's the second year of Litter League. Not Little League, Litter League. But some other, um, some other things you might be making mistakes on when it comes to recycling and a couple of little tirades. Some from Adam, some from me, but it's great to catch up with Adam now. I'd like to welcome in Adam Cassie. Toledo, no, you're going to say it for me because we need to get a better acronym. I know I told you this before. Where are you from, Adam? Yeah, it, it's a mouthful. It is Keep Toledo, Lucas County, beautiful. And I don't know why we keep Mommy out of that or Sylvania, but they're included as well, right? It's Lucas County. It's with, Lucas I County. I can't be Keep Toledo, Lucas County, Mommy, Sylvania, Oregon, beautiful. It's, just, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much, but it's a lot of work, and thanks for doing it. We met several years ago, I think, at Jeep Fest, and then... You just popped up everywhere. Right. What we try do, to. What do what do you do for people that don't know? Right. A little bit of everything. So I mean, we really want to be the, the driving force throughout Toledo and the rest of Lucas County for sustainable initiatives. Uh, really focusing on recycling and recycling education, improving recycling, uh, litter reduction, uh, reducing single-use plastics, um, getting all that litter and trash out of Lake Erie and the Maumee River. Uh, so really anything that is benefiting the environment, we'd like to have a hand in it. Um, we can go a thousand different directions. The fun thing is literally, that's one of the big reasons why you're here, but we'll come back to that because I know I probably still make some mistakes. I try to be a, a pretty knowledgeable recycler. 
Um, what are some common mistakes when people go to recycle? They might throw it away when they shouldn't mm-hmm. or they're not washing. What are some of the basics when it comes to recycling? Because I know we overlook that. Right, right. So, I mean, the biggest thing is plastic bags. In, in my daily life, uh, throughout my job, I feel like I have more pl- plastic bag conversations than anything else. Uh, they don't belong in the, in the recycling. Nowhere. Uh, don't put them in the county drop-off locations. Don't put them in your curbside recycling containers. Plastic bags get to the recycling facility and just clog up the machinery. Also, if you're putting your recyclables in a plastic bag, I mean, most people have a, a recycling bin in their kitchen. They put a, a plastic bag in there. If you tie that up in a little bow and you throw it in your recycling bin, when it gets to the sorting facility, all those recyclables are trapped in that bag and they can't get sorted. And the workers that work there don't have the time or the desire to open that up and see what's inside that plastic bag. So they're going to snag it and it'll go in the pile back to the landfill. Uh, So don't bag your recyclables. Don't put plastic bags in the recycling. You can recycle them. Just take them back to your grocery store. Uh, And it is really any plastic film that can go back to the grocery store, your plastic bags, but also dry cleaning bags and produce bags and the wrapping around your toilet paper and the wrapping around your uh, paper towels, even the the case of plastic that's that's wrapping your, your water bottles. All that's a plastic film. If it's got like a stretch to it, put it in with your plastic bags, take it back to the grocery store. So that's a big one. Uh, pizza boxes are always an issue. Mm. <laughs> uh, once you get all that oil and chemical, I mean, paper and fiber is... Paper and cardboard is a fiber, like a, like a paper towel. It absorbs things, and once it absorbs something, you can't get it back out again. So as soon as you got food waste, oil, chemicals on your paper products, they don't go in the recycling bin. They are garbage as well. Uh, if it's a... Um, plastic, aluminum, glass, and it's got a litter of cap, put the litter cap back on. Make sure those things are, are cleaned out. So rinse them out a few times, uh, then put that litter cap back on again. I would think, and that, uh, sorry to interrupt, I would Go think it's a, it's a common mistake if we were doing the top 10 answers on the board here. Clearly the plastic bags is at the top with nearly like 100. Um, do a what what happens if somebody sends you a, a plastic bottle without the cap? Right, right. Is it still usable? So, so yeah, absolutely. If you are walking through your house and you find a water bottle, recycle the water bottle. The water bottle is recyclable. What's not is that cap by itself. It's too small. So the, the rule of thumb is if it's smaller than a credit card, uh, it is too small to go to the recycling facility. When I take a tour of our facility, uh, which is over in Oberlin, um, the, the, the walkways are lined with caps because they hit all the machinery and they just get pinged around. Uh, so they don't end up where they're supposed to. And my wife tries to uh, recycle her little Splenda packet in the morning from making coffee. That's not going to end up where it's supposed to. That's just going to blow around the facility. So if it's, if it's smaller than a credit card, throw it away unless you can put it back on something. Okay. Uh, so that is a, a plastic water bottle with a plastic lid. Put the lid back on. But it's even a mixed container, like a pickle jar. Glass jar, metal lid, still put that lid back on again. And... and- I almost want to, and I do want to ask, I guess, like, take me through, (laughs) and people are better about being responsible for someone else's job when they know what it's like. So can you describe a little bit of what it's like to be one of those people who just gets a plastic bag full of recyclables and and says, "Uh, uh, uh," because I don't think any human being other than people doing what you do and people on your team know what happens in that facility. I think we all just assume the blue bucket gets dumped somewhere and all these robots pick it apart. And before you know it, it's back out where, where it could be in for our use. Sure. Sure. I, you know, in the circles that I'm in on Facebook, (laughs) (laughs) which they go down a deep hole of recycling. uh, There was a meme that popped up recently. Like if somebody, if everybody had to work just one day on that line at the recycling, they would recycle better. They would recycle better when you're pulling dirty diapers out Uh. of the recycling uh, stream. 
that that doesn't belong there. There there's no way for that that should be there. We get a lot of hoses for some reason, a lot of yard waste, a lot of food waste. Uh, that's all contamination. Uh, so it it gets messy and it gets sloppy and, and when people don't do it right. So let's say I'm I'm evil Adam, not evil, but just Adam Part Two, and I'm I'm in the building, the Overland facility, and. I get what, like what do I get? Do I get a bag? Like where does where does the recycling from my blue my blue uh, uh, container go mm-hmm. before it winds up in front of Evil Adam and then Evil Adam sees a diaper and just starts throwing four letter words out? Sure, sure. So everything locally uh, gets dropped off at what we call the transfer facility, which is uh, if you're driving 75 North, you pass the casino, go over the river. Uh, right side is the new, brand new, uh, beautiful. Uh, mural that's right there and then the left side is the transfer facility and now that they've got the new ramp there on south street you can almost look right down into it uh and you can see where we're unloading all of our recyclables and that's sylvania uh mommy city of toledo um from there they kind of get smushed together so it all gets packed into a truck and then out to uh the the transfer facility or the uh, the recycling facility uh unloaded just on a conveyor belts conveyor belts Bring it all in. Uh, lots of machinery, though. Lots of automation um, before even a person really gets a, a good eye on it. But there definitely has to be people still pulling things out because uh, we can't account for everything with machinery. People just keep on throwing things that don't belong uh, in the, that recycling. Um, what about, and we can move on from this in a moment, or if there's anything I've missed that people should be recycling, they're recycling FAQs, mm-hmm. like detergent bottles. Those are recyclable, right? Just wash them out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anything needs to be washed out. I always get people that are like, I'm not going to recycle my, my peanut butter jars, my spaghetti sauce jars, because they're too hard to clean. Uh, and I always get people, if I do a, a presentation as well, that somebody will raise their hand and say they, they run their, their recyclables through the dishwasher, uh, which is too far on on the clean side. I mean, that's excessive. <laughs> I they want don't, them to be clean for evil Adam. But they don't have to be pristine. They just have to be clean. So I, I like to say like, a food residue, if it's a smudge of peanut butter, a little bit of crusted spaghetti sauce around the rim, we can handle that. Okay. Two, three inches of spaghetti sauce, not so much. <laughs> so rinse it out two or three times. Same thing with the shampoo and, and your laundry detergent. It's going to fill your sink up with bubbles. Make the kids do it. It's fun. Uh, but rinse it out two or three times. Put that cap or lid back on and then it is ready for recycling. And everybody has a recycling bin in their kitchen. Don't ignore your laundry room. Don't ignore your your bathroom. A lot comes out of your bathroom. Uh, But as far as plastics go, we really want to focus on plastics one and two. So find that recycling symbol, the little uh, arrows in a triangle. If it's got a one or two in it, then you can be pretty assured those things are being recycled. Uh, We also want to recycle all of our fours, fives, and sevens. So take a look. Make sure those uh, get in the recycling as well. As far as threes and sixes go uh we don't accept them locally don't even don't even throw them in (laughs) you have opened up pandora's box and somebody listening to this says i didn't sign up for math and recycling yeah yeah what are some of those other numbers so it (laughs) yeah if you find the recycling symbol you're doing better than most people Don't put your coat hangers and your your five-gallon buckets and your kids' plastic toys in the recycling uh, bin because those don't even have recycling symbols on them and no numbers whatsoever. So if you you just start with finding the recycling symbol, you're doing better than a lot. If you want to go that next step and be even better, weed out the threes and sixes. What uh, are those? So some a lot of times the like the uh, the styrofoam egg cartons will try to trick you. Okay, they lie. They'll put a. <laughs> 
You're so much fun. <laughs> they'll put a they'll put a recycling symbol on it, but it'll be a three or a six. Uh, styrofoam's not recycled locally, uh, especially if it's food grade, like a an egg carton or a, a cup or a plate. Uh, those things, if you can, don't even use them. But if you are using them, they go in the garbage. Uh, or if you're trendy and go to Ann Arbor, which is, I feel like what trendy people do is they go to Ann Arbor, uh, then you can take your your styrofoam up to them. Uh, they do have a drop-off location in Ann Arbor for food-grade styrofoam, as well as packaging styrofoam. Okay. Now, we're working real hard to find a local option for packaging styrofoam, just the white, flaky stuff that turns the into pe- snowflakes. The packing peanuts? Well, it, if, it, if it crumbles into snowflakes, oh. yeah, this is what I try to explain. It's got to oh, be white. Yeah. Uh, but if you buy a new TV, you got giant pieces of styrofoam in there. Uh, we're trying to find a local solution for that. We should be able to announce it in the next month or two that we've got a local year-round option for, for styrofoam. Um, but yeah, focus on, on finding the recycling symbol. Don't put the kids' toys, the hangers. Uh, the five-gallon buckets in the, the recycling, because none of that's recyclable. What happens if we don't get better at recycling? Not to talk about, like, the earth collapsing in on <laughs> itself, but what are some of, like, the real near, near-term near dangers? Right, I mean, well, first, I mean, first there's, there's this rumor out there. <laughs> that, I can't wait to hear this. That... that that if your neighbor's doing a bad job at recycling, there's there's not, not even any reason that you should be recycling. Because <laughs> it all just goes to the landfill anyways. Uh, which is just a bad rumor. It's all about percentages. Uh, so, I mean, if we can get to 10, 15, 20% contamination, we're doing really, really good. There's always going to be some contamination sure. in the recycling industry. Uh, your, your tape around your, your boxes that you get in the mail. Uh, if you can rip that off, it's great. It's contamination, but people can kind of pick their battles a little bit. If it's too hard to get that tape off again, just leave it there. It's, it's minimal contamination. So that's all right. Um, so always a little bit of contamination, but if we can get to 15, 20%, that, that's fantastic. If we're at 40, 50% contamination, oh, that, oh, that's really bad. Oh, wait, no, I, I meant, I wanted to, to go, like, I guess we're grand than this. Like, <laughs> what kind of planetary danger are we in? Well, let me, yeah. Oh, there's, this is going yeah. somewhere. No, okay. wait. Just, yeah, yeah, this is going. <laughs> so first, just to address the rumor. Uh, um, so if your neighbor's doing a bad job recycling and there's 60% contamination, they're, they're just really bad. That just means that you have to be at like 5% contamination at okay. your house to, to even them out. Sure. So, so yeah, we want to get better at recycling, and every little bit helps. So uh, you get better, and, you know. The, you can shame your neighbor. You can tell your neighbor to get better, too. Uh, and that's going to help. So I mean, recycling is important. We all know it's important. Uh, it uses less natural resources, uh, your wind, water, minerals, things like that, things that we want to keep around. It saves space in our landfill. Uh, there's different projections on how long our landfill will actually last. I mean, 40, 60, 80 years. But uh, if we can extend that for longer, that's that's good. Uh, we want to send less stuff there, less food waste, less things that are recyclable. Um, so that that's an important one, too. Uh, making new things creates lots of greenhouse gas emissions. Making new things uses lots of energy. If we recycle things, then we're creating less greenhouse gas emissions. We're lo- using less energy. So there, there's all these benefits. Uh, and, and you know, people think about global warming. Oh, it's like this huge 
massive issue. What can one individual do about global warming? Uh, There's a few easy things. One is just recycle. Uh, Recycling helps with global warming. Um, Waste less food. Food is a big uh, issue with global warming. Eat less meat. Uh, Plant-rich diet is a a big thing, but uh, I can't cut out meat, so I I don't say go vegetarian. Just plant-rich is important. Uh, But yeah, I mean, recycling helps. It's all connected. Uh, If one person turns into a million persons, we make a little bit of an impact. Yeah, yeah. We don't need every, you know, a few people doing sustainability and zero waste perfectly. We need everybody doing it the best that they can. And, I, I, you know, it's important. And doing an important thing even a little bit is helpful. Yeah. Well, like the math you said, if my neighbor's 60% lousy with recycling, but I'm at the 5% or whatever the math worked out, then it kind of evens out. Mm-hmm. What do I do about, uh, actually, I like to call it the, the, the bi-weekly or sometimes every week neighborhood IQ test <laughs> where people put their recycling out on, on the wrong week because it's every other week, at least in my neighborhood. And then you see, and then, then we get the IQ check. Well, because that neighbor put it out, I got to put it out. And then that neighbor puts it out, then I got to put it out. And then before you know it, everybody's wondering why their blue buckets didn't get taken that week. Sorry. Right, right. There's, there's a website for that. Wait, stop that. <laughs> Are you telling me there's some place that gives you all this information go, go I've already asked you? Republic Services. My God. Give you a calendar uh, on when your pickup is. And Absolutely. go through the numbers as well, right? The threes and the sixes and yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got all that information out there. Um, we've got it on on our website. There's actually a an, an app for it even. Uh, so LC Recycles, which is Lucas County Recycles, Lucas County Solid Waste Management District, uh, is hosting that, and you can download it on your phone. Put whatever you want in there, and is and it's not just hey, can I recycle my milk jug? Uh, and it will say yes. Put it in your curbside recycling bin, but it will also tell you can I recycle tires or electronics or paint. That's uh, where I wanted to go next. All of those things are recyclable, just not in your curbside recycling. So it'll tell you the right place to take them. So I had no idea that recycling electronics was was kind of an ordeal and challenging for people and also so important. Um, we had a day like this a couple of Saturdays ago, and I know it's absolutely stunning to have a day like this in April here where we live, but there was a recycling event at the zoo. Mm-hmm. So everybody wanted to get out the zoo and enjoy this weather, and everybody else, I think, wanted to get their recycling for their electronics and stuff, and there was like... Um, lights before Christmas length lines to get in. <laughs> That's just me throwing a point out there. But talk to me about a, about recycling those non-traditional things, those bigger things that are harder to get rid of, mostly like electronics, and, and that's on that list. And then maybe if you can talk about how these, we have these through the spring and summer where people can take these larger items. Right, right. So Party for the Planet was was the Toledo Zoo event. I was in the parking lot. It was, it was a madhouse. <laughs> uh, so we were there actually collecting styrofoam uh, and boat wraps. So we do collect the packaging styrofoam, get it to a special recycler uh, throughout uh, a couple of, of events. Uh, and the boat wrap, I mean, it's a gorgeous day right now. So yeah, I bet be, a lot of people are out there taking the, the plastic off their boat. And, oh, I don't know, 20,000 tons, I think is what I've read, uh, of plastic boat wrap goes to landfills across the United States every year. And then the next year, people just wrap their boat again and, and create more of this, this waste. So we're trying to get that collected here locally and get that to a, a processor. Uh, I think it gets recycled into garbage rails. Uh, they'll, they'll shred it up and pack it together and it comes back as a composite plastic uh, that's used for guardrails. 
but yeah, the Clean Toledo events, uh, Party for the Planet was the first one, but they do happen just about every single weekend all summer long, unless there's a holiday. And they bounce around, which is great. Uh, they, there are different neighborhoods all throughout uh, Toledo. And they take, they want really want to be that one-stop shop for everything. Uh, you can take your electronics, your paint. Your, uh, a, a number of them have household hazardous waste, so your pesticides and chemicals and, and um, oil-based paints, uh, which are a little bit more difficult to get rid of. Your tube TVs, uh, which are t tough to get rid of as well. Um, they are a hazardous waste. Uh, the, the compact fluorescent light bulbs, the little squiggly ones, they're mm -hmm. a hazardous waste, so are rechargeable batteries. So a couple things that you don't really think about, we don't want those in the landfill. Take them to these events. Uh, they do document shredding. They have a few of them that are taking yard waste as well. So really check out their website, um, the Clean Toledo website, all kinds of different things that they're taking throughout the summer. Did it feel like lights before Christmas in April it, for that day? They had to get some some police officers out there on Anthony Wayne Trail to, to manage the traffic. It was so busy, which is a good thing. Yes. Uh, people are, are doing the right thing by bringing their things there. It didn't help that it was a gorgeous day and people wanted to go to the zoo as right. well. Right. Uh, so a, a little bit of fight in that traffic, but uh, a great event. Uh, let's, let's talk about Litter League, which is in... Year number two, unless I missed previous years. Nope, it is year number two. And it sounds like it was really successful last year. Um, how might it be? Talk about it a little bit, and, and how is it different from, from a year where we were still kind of up to our eyeballs and COVID in a lot of ways? Right. I mean, the nice thing about going out and picking up litter, even throughout COVID, uh, is you could socially distance and... <laughs> It's always supposed to be hands-free. Uh, you're not really supposed to be picking up litter, even minus COVID, uh, with your, your hands. So we've always provided people with litter tongs and, and gloves, uh, the things they need to keep themselves safe. But uh, everybody likes a, co a competition, so this is kind of a fun way. It, it's all baseball-themed. We've got a partnership with the Mud Hens uh, and announced it recently around Earth Day that we're going to get kicked off again for year two, uh, starting towards the end of this month. Uh, May 28th is the kickoff weekend uh, for this year and last year we had about 32 active teams and they collected an estimated 26,500 pounds of litter from all over Lucas County off of our streets roads parks neighborhoods uh, making our area look beautiful and there's really there's, there's research out, out there that says if an area is clean and well maintained people are less likely to litter there they can kind yeah. of show that it see that it's it's socially unacceptable that that neighborhood takes pride in their area and they're less likely to litter there so that's really the goal is to kind of change that mindset throughout all of lucas county show that it's it's unacceptable to litter there's very likely a website that will explain all of this but for the <laughs> sake of doing a uh, doing this recording and much more uh Give me some of the mechanics. Get some people together, get a team, go out, collect litter, maybe win some cool prizes at the end of the summer. Yeah, absolutely. We're giving away t-shirts and bags some water bottles. Uh, I've got some other prizes hopefully lined up, but everybody will get invited back to an end of season um, celebration at, at Fifth Third Field. And then the top teams will get invited back for free. So we'll cover their tickets uh, as a thank you, but then everybody else will get to come and join. We'll have a special way to, for them to sign up uh, and pay for their tickets. But uh, this year's it's kind of exciting that the Columbus Litter League, there's a there's a Columbus Litter League as well, has has challenged us. Oh, uh, they say that they're going to collect more litter than than we are. Uh, I don't think that they will. They're they're bigger and they have more litter. Right. But but we are better here in Toledo. <laughs> so uh, we've got a couple uh, events where the Clippers are going to be in town, or we're going to be down in Columbus, uh, and kind of hyping up that competition as well. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're looking for any organization, any team, any youth group 
any faith-based organization. We've even had people that have called us up and say, hey, my wife and I walk the dog every morning. We pick up litter. Can we join? Absolutely. You're doing the job. You're picking up litter. We'll give you the supplies. We'll get you some t-shirts and it might as well get uh, you know recognition for what you're doing. So we'll put you up on the scoreboard uh, for the Toledo Litter League and give you some shout outs about how good you're doing. If you're half listening to this, Adam did say Litter League. Litter. Litter, because yeah. there were several times last summer, even after I knew about the event, I was like, Little League? No, no, no it's the Litter League. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, it autocorrects a lot of time when I try to type it into my computer. Honest question, or uh, give me an honest answer. Were you surprised at the participation last summer? Yeah, yeah, pleasantly surprised. So I think that for our, our maiden year uh, was a, a great turnout. Uh, like I said, about 26,000. I want nothing less than 30,000 this year. Uh, and maybe I'll be surprised again, and we'll get a lot more than that. So uh, really looking for all the last year's teams to come back, and, and let's get get some more teams out there ready to go for this year. Other than like reaching directly out to you, stopping you on the street, is there a website where people can make signups and, and get completely involved in this? Yeah, yeah. So our name, again, is Keep Toledo. Lucas County Beautiful. Uh, the, the website is our initials, ktlcb.org. You can also find a lot of that information on the city's website if you sh- search the city's website for Litter League. Uh, and there's a registration form. Once you register, we'll send you a link for a safety video that you have to watch. We have to have a, a team captain's uh, email address, and they're kind of responsible for coming and getting litter supplies, so all the litter tongs and bags and gloves. Uh, we'll also coordinate with them to make sure we go out and pick up the bags of litter after it's collected. So really, we want to take care of all the logistics, make it as easy as possible. We just need the volunteers, the the people out there collecting the litter for us. Okay, so this ends the part that's going to go on the radio. This will be the podcast stuff. Um, let's talk about other stuff. If all you right. have time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did, we did, I didn't miss anything. We got, we covered everything, right? Any, yeah. Any, yeah. any more mini tirades that you want to go on? Cause that was good. <laughs> I, I didn't expect, uh, editorializing. That was great. Uh, right, right. Uh, that, that was all radio stuff. Now I, that was pot, my podcast spiel. <laughs> this, this is, the, this is the podcast stuff now. Um, you know, I met a, a Jenny Jaqua a couple weeks ago. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, from, from Engage Toledo. Toledo. Mm-hmm. She was on the podcast. Love her. And I, like many people, like probably with you guys, and that's why I want people to stop by here and talk about things and so I can push them out there and, and whatnot. I always thought Engage Toledo were the people who picked up trash downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, those are the ambassadors, those I believe. Ambassadors, yeah. And learning about Engage Toledo, um, we have a lot of problems going on right now, and... I just want people to know more about these things so they can get involved. You talk about you talk about like just picking up some litter in your neighborhood. If we did if one person did that and somebody else gets a little motivated, um, it's kind of interesting to watch how that could cascade and it's gonna take time, but it can clean up our neighborhoods. Like we are in a lot of ways responsible for where we live and keeping out the bad things. Yeah, absolutely. All right, right, and everybody knows that that litter is a environmental issue. Uh, you know, we know that it ends up in the, in Mommy River and into Lake Erie, and who doesn't go on social media or the news and see all the problems that litter causes for marine life? And and from Lake Erie, it goes to Lake Ontario, down to the ocean, and you know. This turtle with a straw stuck up his nose and whales. Sad sights. Yeah, whales eating plastic and things like that. Sure, it, it impacts uh, the environment, but uh, also it's a it's an economic issue. It costs a lot of money to go out there and pick up other people's litter, especially yeah. uh, along our highways. But it also impacts tourism and the housing market and bringing new business to town. I mean, Toledo's growing and it's uh, improving, but as we grow and improve, we need to take care of our, um, 
our public spaces and our, our public resources. Uh, and collecting litter is one way to do that and getting litter out of out of our neighborhoods. Don't don't litter at all. That's the first step. And Look then you can go out and, and clean up litter. Uh, Keep America Beautiful estimates that there are about 50 billion pieces of litter across the United States right now. I don't even know how many zeros are in a bill- 50 billion, but it's a lot. Um, more more than you can fathom. But uh, if everybody stopped littering right now, no more littering, and we all went out and just picked up 152 pieces of litter, it would be gone. It would be eliminated. Uh, so we really, uh, like I said before, every, every little bit helps. Um, when you're out doing Adam things, what what kind of litter drives you nuts? That, like when I have my people who do their recycling IQ test, which drives me nuts, uh, what really gets under your skin? Sure. So... Uh, not so much the, the the item, but the location. I think people are confused uh, about storm drains. Oh, like they're trash receptacles. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> storm drains are not sewers. They're 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 a way to get water off of your street, so your street doesn't flood, and it goes directly to the to the rivers. There's no cleaning process that really happens along the way. So when you put all of your litter in a storm drain, all of that litter goes right out to the rivers and the lakes. Uh, it's not a sewer. It's a storm. It's a, just a drain. It's just a drain. So uh, when I pass those storm drains completely full of litter, yeah, that that gets under my my skin a little bit. Uh, cigarette butts are still the most littered item in the United States, which is interesting. I really thought by uh, the time my generation got to my age, smoking wouldn't be as much of an issue. Um, but yeah, people are still throwing all those cigarette butts out, uh, and that, that's litter. Um, but, but plastic is a big issue. Uh, right now, the, the statistic is we consume about a credit card's worth of plastic every single week through the food that we eat and what we drink and uh it's just everywhere and you know it's it's definitely in the fish uh when i do this presentation for for high school students somebody always raises their hand and says i don't i don't like fish i don't eat a red lobster uh but we get a lot from from the ocean uh there's a lot of 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 plastic in our salt um there was a study done on the great lakes area for for beer uh there's a lot of plastic particles in our beer Uh, microplastics just tiny and it's always every every water bottle you drink uh there's actually a study done that like the friction of of breaking the seal uh when you first open your water bottle is enough to make microplastics fall in your water and you're you're consuming it so uh it's definitely an issue um I could have asked this earlier, but I didn't want it to be be too much of a tirade or a political thing, right? That's why we saved it for the podcast. <laughs> right. I'm I'm really surprised it hasn't made it here yet, and I know that there was a hiccup because of COVID. Uh, but some places I'm familiar with, like back home in Philadelphia and s- some other big cities, are getting rid of they're putting plastic bag plastic bag bans in place. And there was a time where there was kind of like a provisional period, like we're, it's coming, it's coming, and now there's going to be some kind of taxes on stores and whatnot. Where are you? with the uh with doing better with plastic bags not using them could any kind of legislation like that come here to ohio or toledo right so it it's one step forward two steps back uh this, uh, there were a number of communities throughout the state of Ohio that were looking at banning single-use plastics, your, your plastic bags, but also um, takeout containers, things like that, uh, looking at better options. There's legislation out there that is the opposite direction. Uh, Ohio House passed legislation not too long ago that uh, local communities are not able to ban single-use plastics. Uh, so if 
Kroger in Perrysburg can give you a plastic bag, then the Kroger in Maumee should be able to give you a, a plastic bag as well. Or everybody's going to go to the one that gives plastic bags, which which isn't true. I think people would actually probably go the other direction. They go to the, the one that doesn't offer plastic bags because people people like to be sustainable. They like to feel good that they're doing a good job for the environment. So, we made a lot of headway with reusable bags and cloth bags and people finding ones that they like. Like there's a Steelers logo, there's a Browns logo. What like we we made a lot of headway with that, and then and COVID really put the brakes on that when people were asked to stop using them. Sure, sure. People were asked to stop using them, but all of that has gone away. There's not a grocery store out there that doesn't let you bring your own reusable bags back again. We just need to get back in that habit. I, th- I think a lot of people were in that habit for a while, and we just need to get back there again. And we need to focus uh, maybe not so much on legislation, because that, that goes back and forth, but really pushing the the businesses, the, the Kroger's, the Myers, the cost. Costco's good. They don't give you plastic bags. Uh, but but yeah, looking at, at those organizations to say we want a sustainable option and every single organization out there has got a sustainable plan, a, a zero waste plan. Sometimes they're 2025, sometimes they're 2030. They're, some of them are way too far out. We need to speed things up, but uh, they want to do the right thing and, and consumers want them to as well. Um, when you were like six or seven years old, did you ever envision yourself uh, knowing the numbers of what recycling products would be. Right. No. What's the Adam origin, yeah. origin story? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> back in the day, maybe this is even a little bit before back in my day, uh, uh, recycling was, was hard. I mean, mm-hmm. you had to do it intentionally, but people did it correctly. And what it looked like was in your garage, you had four or five bins and all your plastic went here and all your aluminum went here and all your glass went over there. And it was sorted and it was clean. And if it were boxes, they were compacted because your bins weren't big. But that's not really how most people recycle anymore. Gone are our clean and organized bins in their place pretty much just a recycling dumpster uh, you know that people can wheel out and throw whatever they want into that and most people think that they're doing the right thing to save the world but uh, what we find is a lot of that contamination and part of it is just just so much of a variety of things out there uh, especially when you're talking about plastics so I can understand the confusion uh, and it just takes people a little bit of time to wait did you intentionally dodge my question <laughs> did you intentionally dodge my question I, I, I try to use it as a as a teaching moment. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Did I did as a a kid think that I would have to know what uh, one through seven plastics are? But so, what was your origin story? What did you like? How did you get into this? Right. Uh, so. Did a lot of environmental education. Uh, that's where I started in my career. I have a degree from Defiance, Ohio. Uh, There's nothing and, wrong with that. And people say, why Defiance, Ohio? Defiance, Ohio? That, that, Defiance College is a good college. I uh, would always recommend it to anybody who talks. What's their uh, mascot? A... Uh, 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 Oh no! Do they not have a mask? They do. It's, Are there no athletic it's, teams? It's a it's a bee. It's a bee. Okay. Or a hornet. Or a sting, some type of insect. Stinging insect. <laughs> Hopefully nobody from Defiance College listens to this. Uh oh. So so as a kid when you were growing up the environment always intrigued you. Yeah yeah I've got a degree in restoration ecology which a lot of times I don't tell people it's restoration ecology because I think I fix houses like restore old old homes or paintings or something <laughs> I get that question oh what do you restore the ecology the environment. <laughs> Uh, so I've always had a, a, a background in that um, 
Worked at the, the zoo for a little while. Uh, so love the Toledo Zoo. Fun job. Could have stayed there for a long, long time. But uh, really felt like the uh, position here at Keep Toledo Lucas County Beautiful. Uh, I could make a big impact. And we've grown quite a bit over the last couple of years since stepping in and uh, have a big impact on, on our local environment. So well, I'm happy glad, where I am. I'm, I'm glad that we have what you guys are here because it's, it's, it's very niche, but it's very important as you've illustrated for the last 20 minutes. When you're when you're not getting angry at people in their storm drains and whatnot, <laughs> what do you do? What do I do? Uh, I, I, if I'm not at an event. Uh, offering recycling services. Like we said, that's where we met back in, in Jeep Fest in 2019 or some such thing. Uh, then, then, you know, I like getting out and going to events not to recycle. That's fascinating. To see recycling there, hopefully, uh, but to, to just enjoy it. So, you know, we're always out and about offering recycling. If I'm walking around somewhere, I should be able to recycle my plastic water bottle. But uh, we'll get out with the family, enjoy the weather. Where do you like to go? Enjoy it. I don't know. Metro parks, right? I mean, that's the right the right Such theme. Such a trite answer. The right theme here. The zoo. Uh, already said how much we love our zoo. Um, is, there a little, is there a little nook and cranny of where we live that you really like with your family? Hmm. You are originally from here, right? I am not. Where are you no, from? No, I am from Ravenna, Ohio, okay. by Kent State, Akron area. Okay. Uh, after graduating college in, in Defiance, Ohio, bounced around a little bit, ended up in Cincinnati and then back in Cleveland. But uh, the wife's from this area, so we wanted to move back once we started having youngins. I uh, have a, a almost nine and uh, almost three year old so you're uh, very busy yeah yeah we like to get out we get like to explore so is there a nook and cranny a place that you like the shop a place that you like to go because that good for you for going to events that you don't have to go to i would want to completely deflate when i'm not working but what are some of the other spots that are not so we love our metro parks but mm-hmm. a restaurant a place to shop a, a, a festival that isn't the gaff or something like that no no these are the challenging no, questions I like right the big things the big uh, things the, okay the big things right, are fine right. what's the biggest thing that you love what's the one thing on your calendar that you absolutely look forward to the most right so, and you're not working no see see I'm, I'm i'm really torn right now uh back to the metro parks uh, i know it's not what you want uh they've got the adventure expo coming up in a, a weekend or two but i will actually be stuck at a, a clean toledo event collecting styrofoam and uh uh boat wrap so i've been racking my brain how to get out of that event uh so that i could go to the adventure expo um when I was at the Toledo Zoo, one of the the responsibilities that I had uh, was the adventure course, the, the zip line uh, that they have there. And that's kind of still my side gig. I actually go around and do trainings on adventure courses, was just down recently in Wapakoneta at a, a climbing wall and uh, having a couple more coming up uh, at a couple day camps and summer camps. So I like to go in, do the high adventure stuff. That's that's one that, of your side gigs. That's, that's one of my side gigs. Um and so, yeah, anything adventure, anything climbing wall, anything rock climbing, zip lining, I'm game. Uh, what is the Adventure Expo with the Metro Parks? I'm unfamiliar. Right. That is going to be at Side Cut. Uh, All not, our portable stuff, kind of like what they took to the library? So they've got the wall. They'll, they'll do the tree climbing, but they'll have the kayaks out. They'll do some archery. So everything that they do, kind of all one-stop shop in one location for you to try out a little bit of everything. I told Matt Killam I was extremely disappointed in the takeover. Uh, the libra- li- libraries, they have they have books, they have the internet, and you had archery, you had people who could climb walls. 
worst takeover ever. <laughs> Complete and utter failure. This is not the Game of Thrones I had, I'd signed up to see. Right, right. I saw, there were some good pictures. There were. Lots there were. Climbing. And seeing people like climbing and descending and ascending things in the library was very neat to see. Um, I think it was always there, but Matt and his team are doing a great job getting, much like Jason and his team are going beyond the library is books the metro parks is trees and there's so much more going on and i think that's really come to the forefront in the last couple of years yeah absolutely i mean the more collaboration uh we push that within in our organization quite a bit too of you know how do we share resources and and come together and glass city metro park is going to be fantastic and uh everybody's growing and as we grow we do it together i have two last podcast questions and then you're you're off the hot seat one you 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 might dismiss me again but do you want to talk about the other side hustle the <laughs> other side gig what is the other side gig adam is a puppet master <laughs> do you want to talk about that right because you're really good well i mean uh, you know we've talked about all this uh environmental sustainability and recycling and reducing single-use plastics there's really no bigger impact that we can have on the future environment than educating and, and inspiring our youth uh to do the right thing uh, as far as the environment goes and, and maybe inspire them to get jobs down the road that are going to help the environment. Uh, and so we do a lot of environmental education within Keep Toledo Lucas County Beautiful. One of them happens to be a puppet show. Uh, I am not the professional puppeteer on that uh, that team. Uh, we actually partner with a, an organization called Herdsman Puppets, uh, and they come in and help us out with that. But uh, but I'm getting better. You uh, are. I, I, you I, are. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that I could put puppeteering on my, my LinkedIn, but I think I can now. And and uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun show. It's all about the reways, uh, reducing, reusing, recycling, and uh, great for coming in and doing uh, events. We did it last year at G Fest. We'll Who are the characters? Again. Oh, the characters. So Riley the Recycler yes. is our mascot, uh, and and I have not been in the mascot suit, but I did make my wife do it once. <laughs> uh, she's a good sport. And uh, then we have the puppet as well uh, of Riley. But then he goes on an adventure and meets some friends along the way and learns all about uh, the the reducing, reusing, recycling from from wasteful Wanda, which is a, a bird that wants to fill the the world with landfills, and Professor Parchment, who is a tree <laughs> and wants you to recycle because the more paper you recycle, the less trees you have to cut down. Uh, Aquamarie, I've got them all memorized. Obviously, this is why I asked. Right, right. I'm, this is another tyrant. You didn't know it's going to last <laughs> this, this long. This is enjoyable. Right, right. I visually remember this really well because it was so well done. And then I remember I, I watching the show. I'm like, I'm sorry, what were the names again? Right. Very catchy names. Like this is this is a Marvel or a Netflix show waiting to be had. Yes, absolutely. We could do. Uh, we could do it. We could. We could do a uh, uh, keep Toledo Lucas County beautiful plus or max like an adult version <laughs> where there is like a supernova that takes over the planet or some type of jurassic park thing where it's for adults and you're like look look you keep doing 60 percent your recycling bin this is where we're gonna this be is, this is what happens yeah yeah it, it ends happy Riley the recycler for the, the kid version, yes, yeah, yes. from from his mistakes and and the, the the future is saved, but maybe we we need that darker version, the, the, to, the adult version, yes, yeah, to, darker, grittier. Uh -huh. The kids are good with the, the happy ending. <laughs> yes. Sometimes the adults need the the grim version. Uh, thanks for the time. The one last question is: What's your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant. 
Oh, no. There's so many good ones. You can name a couple. Right. You can rank them, uh, or or at least like throw out three, and they're all equally ranked. How about this? Uh, favorite pizza place? Oh, I mentioned the kids. If we're getting pizza, we end up at Reset a lot. Okay. Yeah. The Perrysburg location? The Perrysburg location. Mm-hmm. I hear the Cameo pizza is pretty good. The pizza is good. I can't complain about the pizza, and I can let the kids go play. But I don't understand. There's like 25 good uh, classic games that they can play for free, mm-hmm. and then a few games that they have to pay money for and that's always the ones that they want to they want to play uh so i can't go there for free and let the kids just play for free which i wish i could but at least they're entertained you could uh take a out of order sign and put it on there and go sorry sorry kids it's just not working right right yeah your favorite restaurant or place without the kids with your wife who you now i've seen you taking two shots at one trying to recycle (laughs) splenda in the morning right and you did and she did something wrong for you to put her in the uh in that mascot costume. In that mascot, right, right. Uh, so when you have to be nice to her, where do you guys go? Right. Uh, big big fan of, I don't know, we like Benchmark, uh, like Basil. Um, so, You're so a Wood that County le- person, Levis aren't you? Levis Common side of things. Do you live in Wood County? We've been to uh, uh, Cooper's Hawk a couple of times recently. I actually joined the, we, we're members now. I've got of the, the wine club. Uh, I've got the card that that gives me two bottles of, of wine every month, so that's exciting. Good good addition to wash out the bottle, wash out the bottle, recycle it. Right. No cork though, right? No cork. Okay, no right. Cork. Don't recycle the cork. Yeah, yeah, okay. right. All right, I'll get you off the hot. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem.